Well, let's get started. Let's do it. All right. Live from my air-conditioned garage right outside of wonderful Rollywood, North Carolina. And also live from the palatial estate and former home of country music legend Billy Joe Tobler. I am Jeff, and that is Greg. Here I am. <laughs> and we're here to give you the high hat. Oh, me. What is going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much. Just been in a good mood, if I can pronounce that word, for <laughs> for the last few days. Just things are going really well. I've got no complaints, and uh, anytime you can say that, things are pretty good, right? No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't have a single complaint, not one. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to get uh, picky. Uh, uh, <laughs> liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you'd be nitpicking. Uh-huh. As, as we old folks say, we woke up on the right side of the dirt. So that's well, half of it. Well, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was about politics, and I'm not in the mood to talk about that because if I start talking about it, then it'll be 15 oh. to 20 minutes, and then yeah, yeah, and that, and that's not the the um, intention of this show. I can make and, it the shortest episode in, in all the world and just say they're all idiots, mm-hmm. it's greedy self-serving idiots can and then that would be the, sh- the show yep we gotta do that one like when we're pressed for time or something be <laughs> 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 like a five minute episode just to get something out for the week you know the only thing that i oh you're out walking the grounds i hear i i am are you by the fountains i am the the birds have come in for the evening and if you can hear them, and uh, it's beautiful, beautiful on the back forty. I hear you, but uh, there there is something that did trouble me. It, it, it's and it's going to tie into what we were talking about last week. Okay. I uh, anybody who listened to last week, listened to last week. It was uh, games of chance related. But I I saw something pop through a couple of days ago that pretty much had me convinced that we as a society have just, yeah, we're we're going to hell. Uh, (laughs) Believe it or not, um, you can now go to your favorite sports book and place bets on the Special Olympics. (laughs) I'm not lying. I, and Jeff, I sent you the link. And, yes, you uh, did. Yeah, and it, it, granted, you can't do it on like individual props. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, say that Timmy is going to run the forty in twenty seconds or less or something like that. But you can do it on, for particular countries, and it's all coinciding with the, the Special Olympics that's in Germany uh, this year. And so I'm just thinking, you know, it's one of those things that's, I, I, you know, I'm a gambling man mm-hmm. to a point, but I'm, I'm not going to, that's just not, something just not right about that. Yeah. And the first thing that leapt in my mind, and, and I mean, God knows 
I have all the respect in the world for for disabled people. But oh, absolutely. I mean, the first question that jumped in my mind is, okay, this gives all new meaning to what's your handicap? I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's a whole new, I mean, and literally it's got to figure in because, I mean, we were joking around a little bit texting about this. And I mean, I'll give one of the mild ones, but, you know, there was a, like a such and such, you know, one to hundred meter dash, but his Tourette's kept him out of victory, out of, off the podium, off the podium. <laughs> in the 400 meter relay. Uh, and, and, and with this, you know, and now <laughs> yeah. the, now that the floodgates have opened, so to speak, and, and letting, you know, people bet on these things, all right, even people without disabilities, you hear about cheating all the time, you know, mm -hmm. uh, PEDs, you know, performance enhancing drugs or steroids or blood doping or this, that. Is that going to work its way into the Special Olympics as well? You know, it's coming. Yeah, and that's, that's, and, and that's sad. I mean, that's horrible. It, it's sad. literally like a South Park episode, like coming into reality. We yeah. we actually mentioned this in pre-show. It's funny that it's coming up, but I mean, it's literally an episode about that. And um, and I mean, because what was he trying to do? He was trying to win the prizes, you mm -hmm. know, and the notoriety and all that. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's going to be the same thing. I mean, people that in a lot of cases don't even have the, the faculties to even understand fully, you know, not only that they're competing and what a victory means on that grand stage, but the fact that people are betting on them. I mean, I mean, that just blows my mind. I mean, what kind of pressure are we putting on these disabled athletes that are just the, the purpose of this was just for them to go out there and participate. Yeah, and it have didn't it, matter you know, who won. It that's the thing. Exactly. It's completely against it. It didn't matter who won. Participation is all that mattered. And, and, and this is just the one. The ones who decided to do this. The ones who decided to make it, you know, a bettable event. And the people who actually do put down their money on stunt, you know, something like this. I'm just like. We'll bet on anything, and and it just we're. I mean, it, you got to draw a line somewhere. But apparently, for you know, not just with this, but a lot of things, it, you know, the the envelope gets pushed further and further to the edge, and it's just going to fall off one day. And it's just you know, I mean, from MMA to sp betting on Special Olympics, and that could be a whole. Another time, uh, I'm a fan of boxing, but I'm not a fan of MMA. Mm -hmm. The way I look at MMA, you know, I'll just give a snippet of this. The way I look at MMA is basically dog fighting with humans. That's yeah, I can see that. that you know, and, you know. To be honest with you, I mean, that's kind of the way that that I felt about it before. And I mean, for sure, there are some guys that are just straight up maulers and just ground and pounders, but there's a lot of guys that, that, you know, involve martial arts. I mean, especially jujitsu and grappling and stuff like that. And I mean, the best of the best are the guys that, you know, are well-rounded, you know, they're strong and they can punch when they need to punch, but most of the time they just take you to the ground and wear you down. And I mean, there, there is some skill to it. I had the same well, episode and then my son was into it, Hunter, who, 
also happens to be the producer of the show and also has his own show. So you need to check it out. It's called Finding New Films, also on the Q Crew stable, the same one as us. So check out his show too, by the way. Um, but yeah, and t- you know, he introduced me to it and I was like, eh, I really don't watch it. And then he showed me one match with it because, you know, I wrestled in high school and I'm into that kind of thing. And he, um, you know, he showed me a couple matches where it was a lot of grappling and I was like, well, this is kind of boring. I like to see it a mix. And then he'd show me when it was mixed. I was like, okay. And so when the big matches and the big crowds and stuff, there's always energy there. So I got hooked into it for a little while. I've kind of slacked off a little bit recently, but yeah, during COVID and stuff, and it was the only thing going on, you know, it kind of kept, kept you around, you know? So I'll never forget that the UFC during COVID, it was the only sports live sports on TV and it just kept you going. <laughs> that's all I got to say. I'm no, sorry. I no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not talented or athletes or anything like that. Um, I just, I mean, when, I think when, the point you, was when, about when, betting when and related. Lived, when you and I <laughs> lived in Raleigh, we saw this on a damn near weekly basis in a bar. You know, yeah. what, what's the difference between a bar fight and an MMA fight? Not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> you got two dudes trying to either wrestle or beat the snot out of each other. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, you could say the same thing about boxing as well, but I don't know. There's just, it's just something, something, I don't want to say more civilized because you still got two guys or two women trying to, beat the snot out of each other but yeah it, it's it i don't know it just i look at the the way and and i'm sorry dana white you're i just i mean he's a promoter and and mm-hmm. you know and that's what he does and it's just I don't well know. you know you know i think a genuine gripe with dana white i mean he's a promoter and he gets people to watch so he's done his job so you know, like him or not, he's really good at what he does in that regard. I think a legitimate gripe to Dana is like how little that they pay fighters. You know, that's because that's like that's you know true. a multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar company now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm sure with the conglomerate, we could get Hunter in on another episode to talk about UFC and. The, all the how you know who owns what and whatnot. We'll do wrestling and UFC and all that. That'll be a good show. But nevertheless, it's you know all this money is just pouring into UFC from TV and pay per view and all that shit. And you know, and and some of the lower card fighters they're paying like five grand to fight. Man, they're putting their lives on the line, and then that's all they're getting paid. So, well, even the headliners. I mean, that's the boxing yeah. in his heyday with the heavyweights and even some of the the lighter prominent fighters in the lightweight lighter weight classes. They make way more than the main events uh, in uh, in UFC or in, uh, or in MMA. I mean, they're getting paid pennies compared to what boxing. Mm-hmm. Boxers get paid, so and I agree. It's like those, you know, those fighters. If you're gonna, I mean, if you want to do all that, you need you need to pay them, especially mm-hmm. with as much money as um, UFC gets nowadays. Yeah, 
you know, it's kind of interesting. We're, we're we're 12 minutes into the show now and uh, probably should announce the, the topic of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, for, yeah. For, for anybody who's still listening. But, it, you know, it's it's early June-ish, early to mid-June-ish. No, it's mid, It's the night 20th. Good yeah, Lord, it's late June. We just missed it, and everybody's gone through it and emptied their wallets and stuff. And it's uh, for nieces, nephews, cousins, and whatnot. It's graduation season and vacation season. So we thought that that's what the topic of the, the show would be about, about graduations and vacations. And so um, I, I know Greg is probably not eager to share his, his story. And I, I know the one that I, you know the one I want you to tell when you were a junior in high school, right? Right. Are you willing to share that story? Because I'll go first with my humiliating story. No, no, I, you know if we're if we're gonna you know if we want to take turns humiliating ourselves, then I'll I'll be I'll be more than happy to go first. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, my junior. And this year. is just well, let me let me just preface it. Hold on a second, because I need to say a little bit more about this topic because like. Any school function, like assembly or, you know, any kind of graduation ceremony, whether it's even your own or anybody else's, is the absolute most boring thing in the world to me ever since I was the age of five up to now. And I will do anything and everything to get out of going to any kind of like education ceremony. Just hate them. Hate them. That nothing is ever said that is meaningful and it's just drawn out something that could have taken 45 minutes last five hours you know so i'm i'm off my soapbox on that so, so, so you, you don't you don't believe the, the the president or the chancellor when they say that they look out among the future and you know all of you will be wonderful i, I want to jump through the, the phone and punch you in the face right now <laughs> <laughs> that's how much hard, i hate that but stuff. you can make it you're you know you're you can make yourself breaks. hard <laughs> you all i'll show you how <laughs> but um my point is is like grad graduations in general are really boring stuffy kind of thing so um with that in mind greg and i decided to enhance our graduations in one way or another so go ahead well to, well to at least make it less boring let's put it that way mm-hmm. uh, all right uh it was my junior year of high school my last day uh and a bunch of our a bunch of classmates and i decided to celebrate uh the fact that we were turning into seniors that day <laughs> And so we pre-gamed at somebody's house, and then no, but no. For those that don't know what that means, yeah. what is pre-gaming? Pre-game. All right, when you pre-game, as in, <laughs> if when you are of legal age to consume alcoholic beverages, um, and you want to go to a party, you pre-game by uh, drinking just enough to feel good, but not enough to become blotto. 
And so you pregame and you hit the door to wherever you party you're going to, and you're automatically in the right state of mind, so to speak. And so mm -hmm. we did, you know, and granted, keep in mind, this is eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> before, you know, the school starts. And so we're pre-gaming at a fellow classmate's house and uh, I arrived there and at that age, I hadn't quite set my limit on how much <laughs> is too much. And I was... I was drunk when I hit the when I hit school. I was drunk and yeah. uh, managed to stumble to my seat in the auditorium. Now, this wasn't the actual graduation. This was like a ceremony to it's okay, you know, the handout <laughs> scholarships to celebrate, you know, Beta Club and this, that, and the other. But this was like this wasn't the graduation. It was like a little ceremony before the graduation that night. But it was. During the day. Hey, can I ask something real quick? Yeah. Just a quick question. Was our bu fellow buddy Chad in the group? Uh, he pro yes, he probably okay. was with us to pregame. Um, all right. That's I, all I need to know. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I, I'm not 100% because alcohol and 35 years <laughs> and trying to not remember this. Uh, but so I, I managed to get to my seat in the middle of the row, which was the worst place to be, uh, mm -hmm. without detection. <laughs> and as the thing starts, and it goes, and I'm sitting there, and I am sweating buckets, and then it starts. <laughs> it starts way down in the gut. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't feel so good. And I'm looking to my left, I'm looking to my right, and I'm like, if I get up and try to get out of here right now, I'm going to blow my cover. And so <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna... sorry. No, no, no. It's funny now. <laughs> I know so the rest I, of the I, story I, is why I'm laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm sitting there thing. I said, well, here we go. I'm just going to have to sit here, and I'm going to have to fight this off. Uh, as they sometimes say, the reversal of fortune in the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest. So I'm sitting there and I'm fighting it off, and I'm fighting it off, and I am, and it's just getting worse. It's just getting worse. And so finally, after about the fourth or fifth time of fighting it off, I'm exhausted and I pass out. <laughs> and I just kind of, and then the next thing I knew, that was my body saying, okay, release the floodgates. And my reversal of fortune all over in front of me, splash damage to the side of me. Oh. And after, after it happened, I just calmly got up and walked out. <laughs> I, I just left. And I just walked out. And Well, was the odor of alcohol with it? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Mm. Mm. <laughs> and and here and here's how I know is because I went straight to like the nearest bathroom, mm -hmm. and one of the uh, one of the teachers who happened to be a good friend of my dad's, he comes in there. Always. Check, he he comes in there to check on me, and he goes, "Greg, are you okay?" 
he goes, I go, I'm play, I try to play it off. He said, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, it must've been something I ate this morning. It just, it just didn't sit well with my stomach. And he looks right in my eyes and said, bullshit, Greg, you've been drinking. I can smell it all over you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And, you know, I'm, and I, you know, and so I am, you know, I eventually go to like a side room off to the principal's office and, and try to, you know, try to get better, drink some water, blah, blah, blah. And so unfortunately, they had to call my dad to come pick me up. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, James Sr. was, let's just say he was a stern man. <laughs> yes. I don't mean I love he was I love ugly. I love no, no, I, 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 I don't want you to think that he, that he beat Greg or to death or anything like that. Oh, no, that's going no. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly thought that I was going to die that day. I say, he's yeah. just going to, he, he's going to start whooping me and he's not going to stop. I mean, it's not, I'm not to say that he, you know, he was never abusive, but I got my share of whoopings for various things growing up. But when they called my dad and my dad came and picked me up and I'm laying in the back seat, and I am just like, I'm going to die today, literally. So as soon as we get home, I bolt, I mean, I just bolt out of the back seat, run straight in the house. Ran up to my room, closed the door, locked it, and got into bed. And I, I really thought he was going to just, I, you know, I thought, I thought he was just going to come in there and <laughs> just he's going to whip my ass, <laughs> literally. And so, but no, 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 he didn't. He left me alone, and he let me. You went downstairs, yeah, and when you went downstairs and found the twelve pack waiting for you. No. No. You like the drink, do you, boy? No. <laughs> Let's and, drink some more. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I know if someone yeah, his dad actually did that to him. But That's, go ahead. Yeah. And so I sleep the whole day. The rest of the day. I sleep it off. And my mom and dad knew people I and mean, it was a small school. It was a small private school. It's closed now, but it's a small private school, so uh, everybody knew everybody, and so they knew people who were graduating, and so, <laughs> and so, that you know that night, I, I started to get hungry. I started to sober up, but I started to get hungry, and I'm like, no, I'm not going downstairs. Ain't no way I'm going downstairs because I don't know what's waiting for me downstairs. Mm -hmm. But eventually, my hunger overrode that, and I snuck downstairs, and I was fixing something to eat. I said, okay, well, I'm just going to eat this real quick at the table. And so I'm eating it at the table, and my dad comes in from outside. And I'm, like, paralyzed. I'm like, I'm like shit. And I was like, that's it. That, that's it. You know, it's just going to start mm -hmm. railing on me. But he just, no, he, he just comes in, and he sits down at the table next to me. And he looks at me, and he just, in, in the most calm voice that he could muster, Son, why on earth did you do something so stupid like that? <laughs> and in that, it wasn't yelling. It wasn't. It was just like that. And that's at, the worst. And, exactly. And at that point, I wish he had started beating. 
<laughs> I really did. I was like, just get it over with. And so he just like, I, son, I don't know. I mean, and then he just shook his head and said, well, I just want to let you know that your mom is really angry with you right now. <laughs> and then he gets up and leaves. <laughs> now, my dad was, my dad was the sound and the thunder and the fury. But my mom, when, you know, when she was slow to anger. But when she got angry, you knew it. And so I oh, was, yeah. my fear went from getting whooped by my dad to, oh, my God, I'm going to get slapped across the face by my mom. <laughs> and so I kid you not. Now, granted, this was the last day of school, so we were on summer vacation. And uh, for the next week, I made it a point not to be in the same room as her. <laughs> I would wake up in the morning. I would wake up in the morning. And as soon as I heard her stir to get up to go get her coffee. Now, the kitchen and the eating area were in the same place. I would be sitting there eating something. More to, as soon as I heard her starting to come in, I would go out the side door, outside, come back in through the front door, go up the stairs and hide and just get away. Mm -hmm. There was no way I was going to walk down the same hall because I just knew she was just going to just snap and slap me across the face. And so I did that for a solid week. And a week goes by, and it's a Saturday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm eating my cereal, whatever. And at this point, I'm tired of running. And so my mom gets up, and I hear her come in, and she comes into the kitchen, and I just freeze. And I'm just like, well, you know what? Let's just get this over with. Mm -hmm. But she's had a week of simmer down time right now. Well, that's uh, I. That's kind of what I was hoping. Yeah. And so she goes. She walks by. She gets her and, and with my mom, like a lot of people, myself included, don't talk to her until she's had her first cup of coffee. Of course. Yeah. And so she comes in. She fixes a cup of coffee and she sits down next to me at the kitchen table. And I'm like paralyzed. I'm not even eating my cereal at this point. I'm just paralyzed and I kind of side glance and I'm waiting until she gets about halfway through her first cup. And then I lean over kind of a little bit and I said, good morning, Ma. She just looks up at me. Good morning, Greg. <laughs> and I was like relieved. I mean, a, a wave of relief just washed over me because I was like, okay. Now we can start to move past this. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. The healing yeah. has begun. <laughs> and so over the course of the next few weeks or the next, you know, I, uh, you know, things got relatively normal again, uh, came normal. Uh, I will say this. I never, and my mother passed away back in 2004. Wow, that's and a long time ago. It was. But from, now we're talking, this was like June of 89 when this happened. And mm -hmm. she passed in uh, August of 2004. And in that span, for the rest of her life, I never, I never mentioned it once. 
because mm-hmm. I didn't want her to have a flashback. <laughs> I, didn't want, I, didn't, I didn't want some 50-year-old mom beating up on her 30-year-old son. Yeah, I can think right off the top of my head of like two F-ups in my life that got my mom that angry that, that I won't ever bring up to this day. <laughs> and now I know for sure she's probably going to listen to this podcast and know exactly what I'm talking about and probably bring it up to me the next time I talk to her. But before, <laughs> before, before you get there, before you get there, I, I will just, uh, I will end my story because there's more. Mm-hmm. Oh, but wait, there's more. All right. So after all that, the fiasco, Summer passes by. I, I was working at a local uh, swimming pool, um, and there was it was in a location where uh, there was another school in our conference that it, you know they would come hang out there, and our school would come hang out there. It was you know it had gotten out that <laughs> people from this other school they were like, oh my god, are you are you the one that threw up that? Got drunk and threw up at graduation. I said, yes, that's me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So the summer passes, and I got to live through all that. Um, their first, the principal, his initial reaction was to expel me outright. Just expel me. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, calmer heads prevailed. And he was just going to suspend me for the first two weeks of school. And I'm like, no, I don't like that either. So I ended up writing an apology letter, basically saying what a dumbass I was and how I embarrassed myself and the school and my parents and everything. I wrote a big apology letter and they took that. And so instead of suspending me for the first two weeks, I had to report to the janitor after school for the first two weeks of school to do janitor work. And that included sweeping and mopping and this, that, and the other. Now, in doing so, you know, I had to mop those men, you know, boys in the girls' bathrooms. And I'm going to let you know a little secret. I know more about toxic shock syndrome. <laughs> apart from any oncologist, than any man ever wanted to know. Because that was like posted on all the women's bathrooms. And so... Ah, uh, yeah, for the tampons. Yes, yeah. yes. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not try, I'm not, you know, making fun of it or anything like that. But it was like, you know... I was, yeah, if, for was some like, of our younger listeners, just so you know, some girls actually didn't get their periods till they were in high school back in the old days. With the advent of so many hormones and things like that and foods now, additives and whatnot, then, you know, girls are getting their periods at like nine and 10 years old these days. But that was just a little historical context there, people. But, I, you know, but in the first two weeks, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I was born. I was sitting there mopping the girls' bathroom and I'm just reading all these posters. I thought, oh, okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. That sucks. <laughs> I say, shit. Wow, oh, they actually have doors on their stalls. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was like basically, and after that, after the my two-week sentence was up, then everything returned to normal. But I still didn't, neither my mom or dad, I did not mention 
I did not even like, you know, 10, 20 years later when you're sitting around, it's, oh, do you remember when we were kids? We used to do mm-hmm. this and that. Oh, no, no, no. I never brought it up. I was, <laughs> I was, for everything that had happened that day, I just soon let that sleeping dog lie forever. Well, I think the most incredible thing about that whole story is like how little you talk about like the the best part of the story to me is the like recipients of the <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> when you threw up it's like yeah I just yeah. can't imagine that gym I, after you left if there could have only been a camera there oh my god I, reason number six hundred forty three <laughs> why I'm why I'm glad there was no Facebook yeah Instagram it's a, it's a, or anything like that. <laughs> That's gonna be one day where you're back in North Carolina just to visit or something, and somebody is gonna walk up to you that you haven't seen in 40 years. It's like you put you threw up on me and just punch you in the face. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I would, I I would take it and I said, and I would apologize. And you know, I'm sorry. I deserve it. (laughs) I sure do. Oh, hold on just a second Um, before I get into my story real quick. Just a friendly reminder that PepsiCo is still a publicly traded company. Just invest your thousands and earn enough in yearly dividends to cover your nieces and nephews' birthdays. Again, from our friends at PepsiCo. All right. Was that was that a friend of the show? Yeah, it's friends of the show. PepsiCo. I said they were friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we know one person who's who. Probably owns about fifty percent stock. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, I want to. You know, I know your story is so much better than mine, but I've got to mention my story, which also, oh, oddly great. enough, it, and I was just thinking of like, at some point, we got to do like college age stories or something because you've got the greatest drinking story from out and about on the town ever. I want to tell that one, um, but nonetheless, I'm sure there's some on me. That I've got. Tons on myself, but anyway, well, we, this we particular did. one th- for those that I was one of those people that went to college on the gradual plan, and I went for two and a half years, and then thought I wanted to live life for a little while, and then I dropped out and to play in a band and work at Circle K, and then I thought, you know, this isn't much of a life. I need to go back to school and then work my way back into school. Not that I looked out or anything; I just stopped going, <laughs> but. That ticked off my parents. Anyway, so anyway, it was a five and a half year journey, which should have been a three and a half year journey for my degree. And when I finally got it, it was a big deal for the family and stuff. And me, myself, because, you know, I really had to work hard for that. You know, I had to spend a lot of my own time, energy and money into the, 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 you know, getting the last little part that I needed to get the actual parchment. So um, the night before graduation ceremony, and get it, you know, to me, in my mind, I was like, I'm like, you know, I'm a college guy now. I'm a college graduate. It's just the ceremony. I could give a rat's ass. I'm not even going to go to the one in the morning. I'm Because we had a big ceremony where everybody went. This, this, of course, is at the prestigious North Carolina State University, by the way, for those that don't know. But we had a big ceremony in the morning at like 8 o'clock, something like that. and. Um, that was in uh, Reynolds Coliseum. And then we had like a departmental or like your school actual 
uh, room where you go to, you know, whatever school you're at. And then you had a ceremony where you actually gave you your degree from the dean of your department or whatever. So, you know, I was going to, that was in the afternoon. So I was going to go to that. So anyway, we're partying, partying thing. And then so about midnight, I'm, I'm like tore up with my buddies and stuff. There's a bunch of us, you know, partying at our apartment. My mom and dad call and say that, you know, they're in town. They can't wait to see me walk across the stage. And I'm like, well, you know, that's in the afternoon. In the morning, it's just a ceremony. And they go, well, don't you don't march you in and sit you down to listen to the commencement speaker and stuff? And I said, yeah, but it's just speeches and stuff. I don't walk across the stage or anything. And then the, my mom was talking to me on my phone. But my dad took the phone away from her and said, do you know how much money I spent on this <laughs> education? <laughs> he says, you're going to get your ass up and you're going to go to that ceremony and we're going to see you walk down there and sit you down. And so I was like, oh, okay. So that, that's cool. And so I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to go take a nap real quick. And and so I'm thinking, you know, I'm sleeping for like an hour or so and then I'm getting up and then, you know, party for a little bit more and then go back to bed and i get i get back up and what i don't realize is you know people were still partying and stuff i thought i'd only been asleep for an hour an hour and a half and i was just gonna hang out for a little while and then they were doing shots and they thought you know how it goes they talked me into doing some shots and stuff and and, and they and i and i remember asking someone it's like it's only like one or two right and then they all agreed and said yeah oh yeah that's what time it is because I knew I had to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning, you know, but at the time it was like four. Oh. And so I'm starting to get like, like kind of crazy junk again. <laughs> and then I start seeing, I look outside and I start seeing the start getting light outside. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. And so I went and jumped back into bed and tried to get something. But I was like, and then when my alarm got off, I started getting sick. I mean, I was like, and I'm one of those that, that can't throw up. So you know, I'll I'll get that feeling queasiness like I'm getting ready to throw up and and then I, I have like dry heaves and but I'll never actually throw up so I never like get that release where that feeling goes away. Right. So that that's where I am that morning. So I'm like this and I I, I, get, I call my and I was like, I'm not I can't make it. I'm so hungover. I throw up all over myself and then said, You're going so <laughs> I, I'm going. So that's, I that's drive over. Said. We'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah. So I, I drive over to Reynolds and everything. Like I said, we had to be there at eight. And so, I, I mean, I am pale as a ghost. And it's like I graduated in December and it had to be the like the only saving grace that whole day. It, it was butt ass cold outside. It was like 20 degrees outside. Uh, only thing that kept me going the whole day. And so we get there. And they say, everybody line up. It's like, you know, unless you're like, uh, you know, um, an honorary. Uh, what do you call those people? The, the ones that had academic. Oh, unless you had like some kind of academic achievement award, they lined you up that way. But everybody else just files in. So this line stretched out like half a mile. And I like I went down to the very end of the line. So I could sit on the curb and then lay down if I needed to. <laughs> and it was just a constant barrage of like moving like 500 feet. Then I would lay down for a little while in the cold. And so, and we gradually worked up to the real Coliseum. I mean, that's how bad I was. I would like literally lay down on the 
dirt ground. And you and your gown, like you said. Yeah, and my gown. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and so then we get into the like arena and when they finally see us and everything. And uh, um and and the girl next to me go look, leans over to me and she goes, You freaking reek of alcohol. I was like, I bet I do. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> you got it. I was just I was still drinking two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, did anyway, you put, like pull a beer out no, of your gowns? Hey, you want <laughs> Well, I literally I'd literally dozed off because it was so boring. But the cool thing about it was while all the speeches I didn't even realize I was asleep. I mean, I had to about for a good thirty minutes or so. And when I woke up I felt fine. I, that sick feeling was gone. But at the same token, I was still like drunk. And then I was like happy drunk too. <laughs> and then I was just like nervous and I was just trying to like screw with people around me and stuff. And they were getting agitated. <laughs> and, so, and so then I left everybody alone. And I'm like, and I never dawned on me that like, you know, that my mom and dad are just clocking me the whole time yeah. that I'm down there. <laughs> and then so like, and then I got this thing where like, I started, if I would like sway back and forth just a little bit, I could get my castle swinging in a circle. <laughs> and so I started doing that. And then that kind of caught on with like the people around me. And I saw a bunch of people around me doing it. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, I got through that ceremony. And uh, I, I see my mom and dad and it's like, there's, there's some family up here and they want to take you out to lunch and I was like hell no I'm not gonna go I'm going home and I'm going to bed and and um they go all right I understand and thank you for showing up and she goes did you mean to do that and I was like what are you talking about and they said well when you started swaying back and forth and turning your chats around she said eventually every everybody did it <laughs> She's like everybody there, like all the graduates. It just it started at you, and it went all the way up to the front. Everybody was doing it by the end of the ceremony. So that that was pretty cool. But anyway, you know, another thing is is they had to come over to my apartment, and because my afternoon ceremony to get my degree um, was like two or three in the afternoon, and they had to come over to my apartment and pound on the door and wake me up, even to go get that. Now, were we roommates at that time? I think. Yeah, we were. Yeah, because I remember my them, I remember them coming and pounding on the door. Uh huh. And then they came over after that ceremony and wanted to party with us, and they brought That's pizza and everything. Yeah, and then brought pizza and stuff. And I'm like, Oh God, Mom, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't get up until like noon on Sunday. I don't think because that was like. Friday, the graduation was on Saturday, but yeah, that was a painful day. I've never been so proud of myself and ashamed of myself at the same time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. God, we were so thinking back then. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Yeah, you were one of the, because it was, because my, it was my cousin had come up from where we grew up. And she brought her husband with him, and he was a big instigator, and he was oh, a funny guy. Yeah. And it, and then I was like saying, I got to get some sleep, so if y'all got to let me know if it's really late or it starts getting really late. And then they're like, and I would ask, I kept asking what time it was, and Jimmy would be like, it's one, man, it's not late. <laughs> and then he'd wink at you and the other guys there. And it, oh, so I had a hand in uh, it. Yeah, yeah. 
I do remember. It was it was a big crew. Yeah, because a bunch of the crew from right. Hillsborough, not Hillsborough, yeah, Hillsborough Street. Or the Brent Road crew or the Gorman yeah. crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, let's, let's segue into, which is always a, a fun topic. And I don't even know how you want to go about this. Because, I mean, we could do this like Dickens, you know, it could be like the ghosts of vacations past, <laughs> future or present. But, um, you know, I don't know how you want to take it. But one thing I want to say is that, like, vacations for me, I know some people just love to just go wild and just, like, nonstop everywhere. I mean, for me, I mean, I like those things, too, but those are trips to me. Like, a vacation is, like, you're just going somewhere where you can just relax. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we, you and I had taken, you know, you, we took several trips to Myrtle Beach. But I wouldn't yeah. consider that a vacation. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, even like my latest trip we took to LA, I mean, even though it was a vacation, we took vacation time to do it. It was uh it was more of a trip because we didn't sit around for ten seconds on our hair. We went nonstop. I was like, we walked I think we did um you know, on the help app on your phone, they've got the um, the step tracker. And um, Michelle and I, we walked over the course of five days, like 36 miles while we were in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's a lot of walking. One day I walked 14 miles this day. We had already been walking all over Hollywood and then Runyon Canyon. But yeah, that wasn't a vacation. That was a trip. It was a fun trip, but it wasn't a vacation. What do you, with that said, where do you have a vacation of choice? You, you guys, or do you like, uh, do you guys like the vacation? I would say different places, different, well, different places. Uh, with my wife, Jan, anything that's got a beach, she's there. Sure. She, you know, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Myrtle, Atlantic, Charleston. Um, she went with me on the uh, junket to Biloxi. You know, anywhere where she can stick her toes in the sand, put her feet in the water a little bit, lay out by a pool or on the beach, and she's good. Um, I am more of a, I guess, mountain type of, you know, find me a nice lake, find me a nice stream, you know, and, and but, uh, I'm trying. We're actually, actually, we're going to Chicago uh, next month for a mm-hmm. couple of days. And uh, Jan had gone there once a while back, and she wanted to go back for a birthday. And so I said, "Fine." And it's I would rather. It's one of those things I'd rather like go to places I haven't been and kind of walk around a little bit. You know, just kind of see. Um, now, granted, there would be some relaxing days as well, but uh, I would rather go out and see stuff than just be sedentary, I guess. Uh, sure. Like yeah. when when we went to Biloxi, I mean, I would take the trolley and walking around casinos while she was out at the pool. So, um, trying to think. 
Well, I'm just saying, you know, but still, that, I mean, if that's your thing, if that's what relaxes you, then that's fine. I, I you know, because I would have had, and I have had plenty of vacations where it's a combination of those things, you know, of sightseeing and chilling and relaxing. And I mean, when it's just the two of you and you don't have kids and there's less, lesser people to appease, like we right. talked about, mm-hmm. you can do over the, more of the things and it's less the compromise of what you do and where you go. And so I think that plays into it too. So that's one of the cooler things about getting older is not having to take kids everywhere that you go. True. It sure makes the experiences different. I know that's a fact because. Well, you're doing it. Well, more go ahead and finish your story. You go mm-hmm. on vacation more for them than you are for you. But now, you know, once the kids get grown and get out of the house, you're doing it more for you. You know, like, you know, if you wanted to go to museums all day, when you're, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen years old, and that might not be your cup of tea. But, you know, once they've grown and get out of the house, you know what? I want to go to this museum. Or I want to go to this adult thing. You know, mm-hmm. not, like art gallery or a show or this, that, and the other. You're doing it more for you than you are for them. Yeah. Speaking of which, there was um we were right there at it and I wanted to go so bad we just didn't have time. But the next time we go to LA, I'm for sure gonna go. They have this incredible car museum. It's like four stories tall. Outside of it is like amazing. It's just like neo art design on the outside. I mean, it's just like please come in. I mean, it's just begging you to go in there, you know what I mean? And they've got like, you know, all the the classic cars, like like some of the most rare vehicles in the world, like old race cars, you know, just the old hot rods. From the, I mean, whatever you can think of, Model T. I mean, you know, you know what car museum is. I don't have to explain that to you. But it really now, cool. this car museum, then, do they actually have cars in there, or is it just yeah, cars they're car there? trucks uh-huh. too. They should call it. No, cars, wait, 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 wait. I thought you said it was a car museum. It it's an museum. automobile museum. Ah, uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say next. Now, but yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, as far as vacations go, I don't know. We're like short vacations. I love the mountains. I don't. I don't know what it is. You know, if you live there, I could see myself living there and getting used to it. But if you don't live in the mountains or haven't lived in the mountains hardly in there, any, it's it's really maddening, and it's not so maddening. Because, you know, you're taking your time and, and getting through the curvy roads and, you know, and the back roads that look like you're going to fall off the mountain. And you're really being careful because you don't know where the roads go. It's the locals that are just all over you all the time. Like, yeah. get out of my way. Yes. It, it's just nerve-wracking sometimes. Yeah, so, speed limit's 35, yeah. and it's a curvy road. And mm-hmm. some, you know, some local who's been driving the same road for God knows how long, can now take it at 55, and they want to go 55 in the right And they want to get home from work. They don't care that you're there to see the leaves. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. No, uh, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And you're one of 5,000 people that they're pissed off at. Yeah. That's on their road that aren't normally there except for two months out of the year. But, but you know, maybe I should try going in the summertime because we always talk about that. Which you know coincides with our plans to come see you like um, around Memorial Day. We're gonna well, work that out. Well, really, from I, I would say from between April, May through 
to about the first of November after the leaves are fallen, there is no good time. You're gonna yeah. there's gonna be tourists, you know, all the spring and the summer because you got now we're getting into, you know, people but at least it's not whitewater rafting and, and sure. Zip lines. Yeah. And so if you if you wanted to come but see that's the thing it is is like unless it's snowing or unless it just snowed. I mean there's no leaves on the trees, it's not it's not that pretty. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean now if it had just snowed and you can see the snow on the mountain and that's that's beautiful. But unless you see unless you see that, then it's, you're just looking at a what looks like a bunch of sticks sticking out of the side of a hill. So Yeah. Well I think we should mention while you have so much knowledge of mountains and everything, I mean, I mean, Brandon, you live, how far are you from mountains now? Probably about what, 45 hour minutes? Tech, if you want to get technical, technically, Cleveland, technically the Appalachian Mountains actually stretch all the way to Nashville. Yeah. All right. But when, you know, you don't really see the mountain part. Until we start, Cleveland is just the start of it. I mean, there's a few mountains yeah. here, but I would say not even 20 minutes east of here is when you start getting into the. Okay. What you, you know what? When you look at it, you say, "Oh, that's a mountain. That's not just a." So hill. you would you would be where where my mom called the foothills growing up because she grew up around Greensboro, Winston Salem, which is. Actually, you know, they're not the um, Appalachian Mountains around there. You know, it's kind of hilly around Winston-Salem, and you've yeah. got uh, the plateau. Uh, Mount, Mount Pilot, or Pilot Mountain, and then you've got the other one, the, um, uh, what's that place? Um, Hanging Rock State Park. Yeah. That's where my mom's family's from up there in Forsyth County around that area. And uh, But anyway, <laughs> um, that's you, Harry. National um, Forest is part of that. It's a, it's an ancient um, mountain range, and it's actually older than the Appalachian Range, and it was actually bigger than the Colorado Rockies when it was at its highest. So it's like is it, prehistoric. Now, is it part? Now, where are we talking about now? Is it part of the Appalachian Range? No, it's east of it actually. Okay. So there's this little mountain. It stretches all the way from like up. Um, you know, right around um, Kerr Lake into the north, North Carolina, all the way down to uh, around Asheville, where you know the, the zoo is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did not know. It's that. just I've... east, just east of Charlotte. It ends up just east of Charlotte. Yeah. And there's a national forest. Actually, it's like one of the biggest, you know, parks in North Carolina. Right there between Charlotte and Nashville, called New Harry National Forest. It's a national park, actually, and it's it's wild, untamed. There's hardly any roads there. A lot of people go, you know, driving four wheelers and their trucks and jeeps, all terrain vehicles back there. I've always wanted to get out there and do that one time <laughs> before we get out of here. But yeah, what the beach has always been my go-to. But I, you know, now at my old age, I don't like beaches like. Myrtle Beach, and I mean, I don't even yeah. really like Nags Head that much anymore. But like, 
if if I'm going to go somewhere close by, I'm in North Carolina, I'm going to go on vacation. I mean, I'm going to go to the Outer Banks probably nine times out of ten. Yeah. Cape Hatteras National Seashore. Anywhere from Rodanthe down to Cape Hatteras itself. I mean, it's just beautiful. I mean, up north is cool, too, around Corolla and Duck. You know, um, Tom and Nicole had houses up there. Uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman when they were married. And, um, shoot, Andy McDowell had a house up there. And, um, shoot, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Bacon. Lots of people, celebrities and stuff up there. And, so, and uh, so let me be surprised. The, let me get this straight. Are you part of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yes, I am. Okay, I just wanted, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. with me, with the beaches, with me, it's I enjoy the beach, but it it's too hot and it's too sandy. If I was going to, for me to enjoy the beach, it would have to be late fall, very early spring. Oh know. yeah, that's when I go. Oh yeah, yeah I'm the same way. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 oh, the the best time in the world to go to the Outer Banks. I mean, it's like. Late September through probably even November, December. I mean, you can find that, you know, this has been plenty of times that, you know, back when we had the camper and stuff, that we would look at it be like November, it'll be the weekend after like Thanksgiving or something. And we'll see it's going to be 70 at the beach yeah. and sunny. Why not? Yeah. You know, who gets a beautiful beach day like that in December? Nobody. But, you knows. know, it, yeah, but it could be that's a bad thing about the Outer Banks. It could be like that one day, and then the next day it'll be like a nor'easter, and be forty degrees and winds blowing forty miles an hour. Yeah. Which that happened to us one day. We had this most beautiful day on the beach, and about <laughs> had our camper blown over the next, you know, that very night. The whole thing blew over. Right, almost. I mean, it just seemed like it. I mean, it was like we were camped out right on the beach, and. The, we were the only, there was only like 10 campers out on this massive campground. And we'd had this beautiful day. And it was like, why is everybody leaving? Like, we didn't know this big storm was coming in that night. Yeah. We, we, we weathered it, though. But it, the next day, it was beautiful again. That's crazy. But yeah, we almost got flooded, yeah, because, uh, you know, you only got one road in and out. What road is that, Michelle? Out, uh, USS... State Road 12, I think. Yeah. It goes in there. And uh, right there at Rodanthe, where we usually stay, um, the tide comes in, like, really bad. I mean, it didn't have to be a hurricane or something. It could just be, like, a bad storm out of the northeast. Yeah. It'll, like, um, it'll it'll flood out the road. And, like, they'll have to – they have bulldozers and stuff right there in town. If that does happen, they, like, try to dig the road back up. But I mean, sometimes they have to bring, you know, they have to pile the sand back up to get the <laughs> the ocean off of the road. Yeah, it's it's insane. And, and like we almost got stuck there. Um, one time we we got out right as it was starting to happen. There was only one lane of the road, and they were starting to close the road down completely. And we heard after we had left that they didn't get that road open up again for six more days. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Oh, I got to tell you one more quick story um, about Chicago. I don't know why this always sticks out in my head um, from back in the uh, younger days. I was in Chicago one time, and um, and um, I was I was at uh, I was at a trade show. It was crazy, 
and it just happened to be there. And um, I was going down an escalator and I looked down and coming up escalator, it was, you know, to Rob Schneider from, from SNL, huh. Saturday Night Live. And um, I would like recognize him immediately. And this is like a long escalator, like in a convention center. So I got all the time in the world to like, you know, and he looks at me and he sees me and he obviously sees that, you know, you I know. know who he is. Yeah. And he, you know, and he doesn't know me from Adam and he doesn't recognize me from Adam. And so finally all this time and he's like, he's just sitting there at this point, just waiting for me to say something. And the only <laughs> thing I can think to come out of my mouth was, Rob. <laughs> you were starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't recognize me at all. But no. That's neither here nor there. I just thought that was hilarious. Now, what, how long was this escalator play? Like a minute? I mean, it was forever. I mean, I mean, it was literally like it was like two or three stories. I would imagine. Uh-huh. So I mean. <laughs> He sees me with this, all this anticipation to speak with him and reconnect with him and all this stuff. And all I can think to say is, Rob, <laughs> the Rob Meister. I didn't say that. Oh, my God. Uh, he he might have punched you. If he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, look, I got to get this in real quick. Another friend of the show has something to say. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Escape to the beach at Beaver Dam Creek. Quietly nestled in the heart of Halifax County, North Carolina, just a few miles from downtown Enfield. Lather yourself in tranquil luxury or visit a number of tourist sites close by, such as Meelock Mountain State Park, the Halifax Resolves, Brinkleyville International Speedway, the Weldon Train Museum, or the Hollowa Native American Reserve. Whatever your desire, it's at your fingertips at the beach at Beaver Dam Creek. <laughs> now, well, you, 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 in that friend, in that little spot you just did, you, you forgot one more uh, local landmark. The, uh, well, you can't say everything. I mean, there's so no, much I, to I do know, up but there. It would be I mean, that's why they built the damn place, Greg. I, I know, but, 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 but it, you would be remiss <laughs> if you didn't mention. The world-class masturbating tackle shop. That's true. So you be sure to stop by there. I didn't mention world-famous Rockfish Bridge either, no. but it's up there. Or the Runic Rapids Theater. I mean, you could just go on and on. The Dolly Parton Theater. The Randy Parton. Well, Theater. it used to be. <laughs> Formerly, but know. not anymore. No. Oh my God, that town got so hosed. <laughs> But that's another well, you, topic for another day. Yeah. Well, we're, we're kind of running a little bit long, but I don't care. So okay. um, <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring this up. Um, best childhood vacation that you can remember? Best childhood. I would say, I'm trying to think how old I was. I think I was about, the earliest one would probably be, I think I was about seven maybe eight years old or so. And my parents thought it would be wonderful to take the kids down to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, <clears throat> this is the only time I've ever been. And to date exactly how long ago it was, this was pre-Epcot Center when we went. 
Epcot was not in existence at that time. And the way we went down, we didn't drive down. We took a train. Uh, the train station uh, over in Rocky Mount was like less than 30 minutes away. So the Walker family got on the train, mom, dad, myself, and my sister. And we started a long train ride down to Orlando. Now, this is the first time I've ever been on a train. And you can imagine, you know, seven, eight years old, never been on a train before. I stayed up like all night. I was just looking at the window and just looking at everything going by. And I was wired, wired for sound. And so <clears throat> I got antsy. And so I, I wanted to get up and roam about. But I was on the window seat. My dad was on the aisle seat. and He was asleep. And so even at that age, I had the forethought. Hey, Dad, I got to go to the bathroom. He wakes up and goes, oh, all right, all right, all right. And so he lets me out. And, of course, I didn't have to go to the bathroom. So I just wandered the train. I just went up and down mm -hmm. the cars. They, in between the cars, they had this cool little button you pushed, and the door slid open. And you walked, mm -hmm. and you pushed another one. You went into the other car, and the door said, it looked like some like a spaceship. And that was yep. fascinating to me. And so I wandered up and down the train. And eventually, my dad kind of wakes up, looks around, he looks at the seat next to him, and it's empty. He goes, where the hell is that boy? And so I had been gone for a while. And so he goes up and down the train looking for me. You know, he's like, he probably didn't wake up my mom at this point because, hello, he just lost, he just lost a kid. And that's not something you wake your wife up about until you're absolutely sure you lost a kid. And so he's up and down the train looking for me. And he finally founds me, finds me. And I'm in the bar car, the sitting at the bar, drinking a Coke and talking to the bartender. <laughs> and so my dad was like, he's like, bartender was like, is this one yours? He goes, yeah, that's mine. He goes, oh, okay. No, he just came in and sat down. And I just went, into, went right up to the bar, sat down and, had myself a coat with bartenders. <laughs> like, I was like, you had to say, get your ass back in the seat before your mother wakes up and finds out you've been wandering the damn train. And so, now, the whole Walt Disney World, that was pretty cool enough, but that was the one thing that I remember most, is that train ride it was so much fun. That's awesome, man. It really is. And I mean, for me, it was, you know, we went to Nags Head a lot as a kid. I mean, you know, where we grew up at, the northeastern part of North Carolina was the closest beach to us, really. So, and plus we actually had family that lived there. So we never stayed with them that much. You know, we did later on, but, at, you know, before they moved there, you know, we always stayed at a hotel or a cottage or something. But I just remember that beach the way it used to be. It's just the, you know, individual cottages, you know, one or two story. It wasn't like you see it is now with these like massive rental beach houses. I mean, Nags Head looks like Myrtle Beach now. And I can remember there being like back when I was a kid, just long, you know, there were, it was developed and there was any, there was a mall and, you know, there was, you know, lots of shops and restaurants. And I mean, it was, you know, a big town for a beach town, but it was just like such a country feel to it. I mean, 
you know, and there were big patches of beach where there was just nothing there. You could just go park. You could just park on the side of the road and climb up the sand dunes park that's there in Jockey's Ridge. And just like all those trips blended in together, just probably my favorite vacation. But, you know, there was one time I remember, I don't know what the circumstance was this, because this was like so odd and bizarre for us. But we were at, we had, it's been a week at, um, at Nags Head already. And that's what we did, usually did, a week vacation. And then, and then my dad said, because we'd stayed at a cottage, y'all want to stay another week? Let's stay another week. And then we went and stayed in a hotel and stayed for another whole week. So we spent two full weeks at the beach. And I, I remember coming home and like, you almost felt like you lived there having stayed there that long. Yeah. And like, it, it felt weird getting used to your own house again, man. Right. It was just, but I'll never forget that. But anyway, man, we've run super long here uh, but it's okay it's yeah great. and we could go on and on talking about vacations because i was going to talk about future trips but we'll get that on another time but like so many cool ideas for topics for shows in the future came out of this episode i just think it went well i appreciate you greg oh i appreciate you my brother yeah and i as always we want to thank you for listening uh want to ask you and invite you to check out all the shows on the Q crew platform. Um, give us a like, uh, or give us money or money. Just give us money. That'd be fine too. That's true. We need more friends of the show. Leave us a comment. We'll ridicule them and then respond in a courteous way. Um, (laughs) I can't think of anything else. Hey, you said it all my friend. Yep. Take us out, Greg. Take us out. Yeah. Where are we going? Closing, com- closing comments, man. Oh, closing <laughs> comments. Uh, yeah. uh, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you for everything. Uh, Jeff and I will be back next week with another new episode. Um, please listen. Hopefully, we'll do better next time. We'll keep trying. Goodbye, everybody. Am I supposed to hum here, or am I supposed to be? No. I mean, I could dance, but they can't see me dance. So I think what we're doing here is just we're just rambling out until the music kicks in. I think so.